What's up? Welcome back to Guitar Blah Blah, the daily podcast for people that just can't shut up about guitar. Now, a few years back now, I actually moved from living in one country to living in another country. And obviously, as guitar-obsessed, guitar-playing people, one of the first thoughts that came to my mind, as it will be coming to your mind right now, even just thinking about that situation, even hypothetically for yourself, is what to do about my guitars. If you've got a guitar you really love, for example, do you take it with you? Is that a risk? Do you have the right case for it, etc., etc.? As it turns out, uh, when I was moving, I um, didn't have the uh, a case that was good enough that was going to hold up. I had a hard case, um, but I didn't have a flight case. Um, so I had a hard case, which I used for taking my guitar to gigs. Uh, I did not have a flight case, and I did not feel comfortable taking the guitar. At the time, all the airlines were kind of like... It was this really touch and go thing where you were supposed to book guitars in, but you could always do the take the risk thing where you just, you know, you, you wouldn't check it in. So you'd go through security with it and then you'd have to approach the queue and be like, oh, well, too late to check it into the hold now kind of thing. Um, and if they let you take it on, see if they'd find a space for it. But, you know, that was always a risk kind of thing. So you want to make sure you got it in the right case. Basic piece of advice. Um, even if you're thinking I'm going to try and take it on the plane rather than put it in. Um, the hold, which is, you know, definitely great if you can get it on the plane with you, for sure. That's what I've always tried to do. But um, anyway, didn't have the right case, was looking up flight cases um, and, you know, good cases that would feel comfortable putting this very important, beloved guitar to me, uh, one of the real kind of emotional attachment ones, into the hold if it came to that. And looking at it, it was um, just for this particular guitar, it was actually going to cost me about as much as buying new guitar and there's still a risk there's still a risk that um that something could happen to it and also at this point uh the way it was working out uh it was going to be rather than taking it with me i got to move and stuff and blah 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 and i'd have ended up shipping it and there's still the risk of losing it and then you want to insure it but you know you can't insure the sentimental value but then even the insurance you're, you're paying more on top of the case stuff and i was like you know what it just makes sense for me to buy a new guitar when i'm in the new place um of course, did it take that much twisting my arm to convince me to go guitar shopping? Probably not, because at this point, as as all of us are, I was watching all these new guitars come out and checking all this new stuff out, and there was all this stuff catching my eye. So it probably didn't probably didn't take that much convincing for me to be like, ooh, get to go guitar shopping. It's not even the buying a new guitar. It's the actual process for me. As lame as that is, love getting a new guitar, but it's the process of going and trying stuff out at guitar shops. Um, and of course, it was long before the 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 crappy current situation so it was you know go and spend hours in a guitar shop taking your time trying out all these things you know um great loved it um so probably didn't take that much convincing but definitely took a little bit convincing because uh i was on a very tight budget as as a lot of you listening will understand this was i had a very strict budget and it wasn't those one of those things where oh i probably shouldn't spend above this amount it was really with 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 month by month how stuff was going like this was the amount i had to spend felt very lucky to be able to to consider buying the guitar but it actually took a while even saving up to get to that budget and i was in a very strict budget very uh very tight budget area of the market um now this was a good few years ago now and you know even the difference between then and now it's changed hugely there's so much more stuff actually more choice in that area of the market that kind of low um kind of you know not not entry level and start a guitar slightly above that area um was where i was kind of looking in 
you know, so much stuff right right there now. You know, um, the amount of stuff like Harley Benton and Squire have done to expand their lineups in the last like five years or or whatever, um, roughly. To, to you know, in that in that price point, it's crazy. The amount of stuff you can get is crazy. Um, but even back then, obviously, compared to twenty years ago, what you could get five years ago was very good. So, yeah, we're talking roughly that amount of time ago. Um, you can imagine what was in the market. Lots of good stuff. And when you're in that place in the market, that you know, I'm not going not gonna to complain about it, how great the choice is these days. But, you know, there's a lot of choice. So how do you start narrowing it down? Um, obviously, there were just certain preferences of mine that narrow it down. But that still left a lot. I like just guitars. So, you know, I sometimes it helps to have really strong opinions like, oh, I hate tellies or I hate single coils or, or something like that. Or, oh, you know, I only play semi-hollow and hollow body guitars. Something like that can actually really help you with where you're looking in the market when you when you really in this kind of situation you don't need a guitar for a specific thing you're like i just need a guitar i don't have a guitar now so i need a guitar um very luckily i was not with that i was not more than one day without a guitar because when i moved um you know like literally first or second day there met some people one of them had uh you know, kind of busted up old, neglected three-quarter size nylon string acoustic in the cupboard, and they were like, "Oh, take that, man! If we don't have a guitar, um, borrow that for as long as you want." Godsend. Played that thing for hours and hours and hours. Is my only guitar. Loved it, oh, and I really like nylon string acoustic, so it was great. Um, but anyway, uh, I had to save up. Guitar hunting um, gave me plenty of time to consider what I wanted, but there was still so much, and I like so many different things. But there were certain things that really helped me narrow it down. And one of the things that helped me narrow it down was I had to have a guitar with coil splaying. Now, that didn't narrow it down that much. It was still a hard decision because so many guitars in that price point have coil splaying. It's really ubiquitous. Um, as to why coil splaying is on there, it's not really a tonal thing because, to be honest, most people are kind of meh on the sound of coil splaying. Some people really hate it, obviously, but most people are meh on it. There's not that many people who really love the sound of a coil split humbucker. Um, there are certain guitars that seem to get it more right than others. I know a lot of people talk about some of the PRS coil splits when they get it going it seems to really work um but most of the time it's you know there's not that many people when you go i don't really like coil splitting they go what do you mean coil splitting sounds freaking amazing i love coil split humbuckers they sound better than single coils i you don't get that very much a lot of people talk about them being weak being kind of anemic sounding so why are they on so many guitars especially on that price point it's kind of crazy you almost see them more on lower price point guitars than higher price point it feels like sometimes um Really, they're there a lot because they're not viewed as something super amazing or high-end or a massive draw. It's basically because it's such a cheap thing to do when you're building a guitar. Um, And on top of that, it is seen as a genuine feature. There's lots of cheap little tweaks you can actually do to a guitar, but they won't really improve the market value of it. It won't be something you can bullet point on, you know, you go on Sweetwater or Guitar Center or wherever, Toman. Um, you, you know, you go on the website, you see the spec list, you you look at the guitar and the aesthetic hits you and that gives you an idea of valuation um, of how much is this worth. And then you start looking down the specs and you go, oh, it's got this. Okay, it's got Duncan design pickups, not just no-name pickups. Oh, it's got this, it's got that. You know, a coil split uh, like a kind of bone knot or an upgrade to stainless steel frets or, a, you know, 
um, flamey veneer on this model to make it look a bit cooler. All of these things are things that have been deemed to add value and some of them cost a bit more to do and some of them don't cost very much to do. And the ones that really don't cost that much to do in a factory uh, relative to other things you could do are the ones that um, you start you see really ubiquitously because if a customer thinks that adds value and that's definitely a extra feature um, and it doesn't cost that much it's worth doing well cold splits is kind of weird because it's not like people really love to see it that much but um, because tonally it doesn't excite that many people but we kind of see it as like that bonus add-on which can kind of tip the scales when you're deciding between guitars in favor of that one you go well you know it's got cosplaying so it's an extra option that's cool and both guitars are very similar but that one's you know it's got this and it's got that and it's got the cosplaying so maybe i'll go with that even if you weren't looking for a guitar with cosplaying it can push a guitar over the edge so i think a lot of these companies think you know what it's worth putting it on like so many of our guitars it doesn't detract anything if you don't want to use it you don't have to so even if you hate it or aren't really into it it doesn't detract value um it doesn't raise the price it doesn't so it doesn't detract um from the guitar in that way for you either and then it can be an add-on for anyone looking for or it can just be an add-on even if you're not really looking for it and this is where most people fall just to go great it's got that extra feature that's a little pro in the pros and cons list of weighing up which guitar I get. Okay, great. So it's on a bunch of guitars. But for me, actually, the reason I look for it very specifically and reason why when that in that situation, which was kind of like the weird situation we all have, it's like the hypothetical that gear people do all the time. That's why I started with that story of because um, it reveals about what you like, it reveals what you prioritize. And if you stripped everything back, what what would you do? Um, and what would you absolutely look for? It reveals to you your kind of own priorities. And I hadn't realized that coil splitting, even though I had been on my guitar before, was something that was important to me and I looked for. And this process revealed to me that it was as important as it, as it turns out it is to me. Very interesting. Um, so it's that hypothetical of, you know, if you sold all your gear or whatever and then you had to start again and this was your budget, what would you get? That was the actual position kind of that I was in. Um, no gear. You got this much, bu- this much budget. What do you get? And I won't go through all of the process, but for some reason I had to have cold split. If it's something which I admit most people say the tone isn't that great and I think if you just sit there and just play a split coil humbucker to me, it's not going to kind of make the angels kind of start weeping or whatever with the beauty of it or anything. I don't think it sounds as amazing and as juicy as single coil pickups really ever do. But why did I need a guitar with coil splitting capabilities? Well, it's for this reason. And this is not the reason that a lot of guitars get coil splits put on them because it doesn't really make sense for a lot of people. But when you only have one guitar or a couple of guitars you don't have a big collection so this is like a lot of us you just have one or two guitars um to me the big draw of coil splits which again is not why they put them on guitars is for recording i absolutely love having a coil splittable guitar when i'm recording and I think this is the reason it doesn't appeal to a lot of other players. If you're in a natural studio situation, there's multiple instruments around, there's multiple guitars. If you're recording with your band in that, you know, even slightly more professional setup, a lot of the time you have multiple instruments um, and multiple different guitars, basically, to hand. And that probably will include uh, a variety of tones and that probably will include tonally versatile guitars and often pairing up a 
single coil guitar with the humbucker guitar. Very common layering thing to do. The reason I absolutely love to have the coil split is that you can get that basic idea down in terms of layering guitars when you're recording guitars without having multiple guitars. So on a very low budget. And at the time when I moved and I needed a new guitar, I was working on multiple projects kind of for myself and with a few other people. And I was layering guitars and just kind of starting to explore getting into that really properly doing that um, more and more and more. And, you know, hearing people talk about layering these sounds and hearing people play, you know, stems and play individual guitar tracks and hearing the, the different tones put together and how they were very kind of um, opposite or complementary, essentially, tones in terms of where they fell um, and the kind of parts of the spectrum they were hitting and, you know, filling out different areas in the sound overall and how important that was to achieving a, you know, full, wide-sounding uh, mix in general, but specifically guitar tone that hit all the areas you want the guitar tone to hit was basically multiple guitar tones that aren't overlapping too much, that aren't just sitting stacked on top of each other with the exact same tonal properties but are filling out different areas of that spectrum um and how important that was so a coil split is amazing for that because you can just within the one guitar which also means it's for easy use it's not just for budget reasons without having to swap a bunch of gear and try a bunch of gear and tune another guitar and do all this stuff if you're just at home and you want to start layering some stuff up it it's another things stripped away and for me i've talked about a bunch of times having simplifying things when you're getting into recording when you're learning these things um when you're doing or even just when you even if you're very familiar with your recording setup and your software and everything just get getting those barriers to entry out of the way so that you know after work you are more likely to make more progress on layering up guitars if you're not trying to switch between three different instruments and tune them up and do this and do that just having the one instrument where you're literally a flick of the switch going to your secondary sound and you just click a button you're on channel two with your slightly different app setup and everything bam count comes in you're in there you know that is really helpful of course uh it's great for layering instruments because people often layer a single coil with a humbucker so it's great for that purpose to have a cold split guitar you've got your different guitar sounds with just one guitar if you've got your cheap amp sim software your cheap recording software or even free stuff whether you're going into your phone whether you're going in uh, with a cheap interface into your computer you've got a setup where you can start layering guitar and learning about that and that's amazing but even after that point let's say you're sitting there and you've got a guitar with humbuckers and you've got a guitar with single coils i still want a lot of the time doesn't need to be every single guitar if you've got a bunch of guitars then then you're, you're going to have this point covered but again for most of us you've got you know one guitar or a couple of guitars a smaller number of guitars um i still want coil split in there why is that the reason is is because even let's say you've got a strat and a les paul or you've got you got a strat there or a telly there so you've got your single coil sound covered i still want my humbucker guitar to have a coil split a lot of the time the reason for that is when guitarists are often doing this kind of classic layering that they do to get a nice big guitar sound is a lot of the time what they do is they actually have three guitar sounds at work and they're not necessarily just doubling up and playing the same thing but um you know they could be doing different things but the way that three guitar parts might be filling out the spectrum is very often you have a sound that's a darker sound can often be done with a humbucker kind of this full sound uh sound that's um more in the single coil area where that's 
strong in, in the kind of spectrum. And then there's often a third sound, and people talk about having a third sound. And that's why, um, you know, a lot of guitarists talk about having something with, you know, some Filtertrons or some P90s, or it doesn't need to be the pickups. It can be, you know, just an odd, different kind of setup, something like a Dan Electro, something like a Mustang, something like a Fender Lead 1 or 2. One of these differently set-up guitars that tonally is a very different guitar as well, in terms of all the elements. You know, it's a small-bodied guitar with an odd, shorter scale length than these two odd pickups that are both angled and the neck one and the bridge one are quite close together you know with that you get with mustangs and with with um some uh some cool guitars like a some of the tellies that come with filtertrons or filtertron style pickups all of that stuff produces very interesting unique sounds and a lot of guitars will love to have something like that on hand when they're in the studio um for filling out different parts of the spectrum um the same could sometimes be done with uh, pedals and certain pedals on their, that they don't have on their board that they're not playing with live, but which they use to kind of put their guitar into a certain tonal area that then fills out what's missing from other guitar sounds and really helps to layer up the sounds and is quite malleable to put into certain specific areas. Um, like I said, I got kind of into listening to, you know, not super deep dive, but listening to individual stems and, and learning about how a lot of individual guitar parts, when there's a bunch of guitar parts stacked up, some of them are are very tonally ugly. Um, some of them are really just really different to how you, you think they would sound. If you're used to hearing the song, you hear this individual part taken out from being mixed in with all the other guitar parts. And it sounds very different and it can sound a, a little on the ugly side just because it's so different. But, you know, it's still actually a nice tone. It's just, like I said, it's more focused um, so that all these guitar tones are not just taking over the whole spectrum and stacking on top of each other. Um, but a lot of them are quite ugly, and there's a lot of guitar sounds which are quite ugly. Some of like um, lead sounds in guitar albums, you know, if there's a lot of distorted guitars layered up for the rhythm, sometimes the lead sounds, when you take them on their own, can be really like scratchy or quite tinny sounding, and it's because there's already so much kind of meat there, taking up so much space. There's already so basically so much guitar existing already taking up the kind of tonal space and the sonic space that the guitar will take up and then of course you've got drums you've got bass you've got anything else that's going on but you've got already so much guitar specifically in there and you'll have layered up different tones to get that nice big full rhythm guitar sound or whatever but however you've done that you've already taken up so much space if you've got like a heavily distorted loud rock like heavy rock or metal thing that, you know, on some of these like Smashing Bumpkins or or other records, um, you know, that's just one example. But actually, a ton of records, you know, they've mic they got like six mics in the room on this guitar for this one guitar part, and that's just that guitar, and then another guitar has six other mics on it. You got all this stuff layered up that to try and get the solo or the lead element standing out of the mix. Um, sometimes when you listen to those on their own, they're really tinny, a thin sounding or anemic sounding because they're just basically having to pinpoint the specific area where that guitar needs to sit so that it can actually pop out without sounding completely scratchy in the mix and can pop out and get above all these big, thick, heavy guitar sounds that are going on underneath it. The great thing is that sometimes the having a call spot without having a bunch of stuff to experiment with in a studio setting, although you could, of course, experiment with some pedals, you could experiment with just EQ, quite simply. Um if you're good with that stuff but one of the great options for that 
And for the third kind of unique sound, like I said, that some people use like a Dan Electro or some kind of cool other guitar for, one of the great things about uh, the kind of slightly anemic, slightly pinpointed sound that a lot of split coils have is that they can actually be good for dialing in a really different sound that on its own does not sound that great, but in the mix really just pinpoints that area of um, of the kind of sonic area that you really need to get as well as it just being different so you've got this third guitar part it's not just about stack it's not just about layering but you've got another guitar part and you just find when you're playing it you know switch it between bridge pickup neck playing with the tone control whatever um you know it's just not it's just not differentiated enough so it just kind of slides in you know right on top of kind of one of the darker guitar sounds that you've already got in there in the bass and it just kind of sits in there it doesn't really do anything um you know sometimes you just pop it into uh coil split mode and it just gives it that kind of slightly anemic quality which doesn't sound harsh or grating in the mix but makes that guitar part stand out nicely stand apart from the other guitar part so it's not getting kind of confused or overlapping um and you just you know you have it quieter in the mix doesn't sound horrible or grating but if you you know play that track solo play that play that track so it, it will sound not very pleasant but there's a lot of records where you know a lot of stuff in the studio where guitar sounds on their own aren't that pleasant but when they're mixed together that's that's what the kind of whole 101 thing right is it is it's when it's mixed together they've all got to sit in their right place rather than just sound pleasant on their own you're not going to listen to them on their own you're going to hear them in the song um that is why i love coil splits i love it for when you've got two sounds and you're wanting to layer up, you've got two different sounds in the one guitar, that creates ease, that creates the possibility to do that on a budget, and it also creates the ability to, again, with ease or within budget, get that kind of single call slash humbucker sound layered up or two very different distinct sounds layered up to create a thick hole to get the guitar sound. And the other reason I like it is because if you are going for that kind of third sound, that weird different sound, which... Um, is it really like any other guitar or instrument or you know part of the band that's already sitting in the mix that kind of slightly weird not quite right feeling that we have about coil splits actually becomes an advantage there where they have this quite anemic quite anemic thin sound that's kind of malleable to just hit a certain point without overlapping with a bunch of other sounds but also to just sound different and to sound different enough that you can create a distinct tone quite easily for that guitar part um to then sit in there with a bunch of other guitar parts in the mix and bass and stuff so you know that is why i have come to love coil splits and why when i essentially went through that hypothetical of well if you didn't have any of your gear and you started again and this was your budget what would you do gear lovers and guitar lovers absolutely love asking each other that kind of question um you know and yeah, for me, it turned out one of the things, there were a bunch of things, but the one thing that I wanted to focus on today that I thought was kind of interesting was even though I agree with all of the kind of meh, negative kind of stuff that people say about the tone of coil split pickups when you're talking about them individually, never sound that great, don't quite sound that satisfying, do they? Um, even though I would agree with all of that and jump on that a lot of the time, not be ragging on it, but still kind of, you know, be like, yeah, yeah, totally, yeah, it doesn't sound that great. Even though I'm in that camp, I still was saying I have to get a guitar that has coil splits. Crazy. Um, just wanted to have a guitar with palm buckers, 
multiple humbuckers and coil splits. That's what I really wanted. That's what I felt I needed for recording guitar and getting the sounds that I knew I wanted to get, I felt I needed to get when doing that. It was a really essential part of it, just as a tool. So not a sound I like love playing around with on its own, although I think it's a cool thing. I actually do enjoy experimenting through some pedals and doing all sorts of stuff with coil split tone because i think you do some cool stuff i've done a bunch of cool stuff with it and i could go on for ages actually about some stuff i've enjoyed doing with um the coil split sound but in terms of um you know what's what's going to be really applicable to a lot of people and you know across music whether you're wanting to experiment with stuff or not whether you're just wanting to start recording layering up whatever you're doing um yeah, I found that the coil splits are something that I actually really, really want to have a lot of the time. Um, even though I'm not like, check out this coil split tone, it's amazing. Uh, because just as a tool, I find that the functions are, uh, the, there's multiple functions and they're very, very, it's very, very good at hitting those functions and managing to achieve all of those in the one instrument with a lot of um, ease, getting away some barriers to entry, making ease of access a bit easier, making things quicker, making things more streamlined in a way, and sticking to the the tight budget that a lot of us are on. It's fantastic. So, yeah, um, I found coil splits to be really useful for me, and I really love them. Even though, if you were to sit there and go, "What you love this?" and play a bunch of, I don't know, just start soloing on a coil split humbucker, I probably would not love it. But as a tool i think it's incredibly useful and it's funny that i don't think that's the reason that they're on a lot of guitars i don't think this is why you see them on so many guitars that's the reasons i covered at the start so it's kind of interesting that the reason i love them and that i'm so glad they're everywhere is not the same as the reason why they're kind of everywhere on so many guitars so kind of interesting anyway um another thing i have talked about which i'll just mention briefly is that i think what can be you know doesn't necessarily fulfill the last point i made about having a weird or odd unique sound or the kind of anemic thin element of the coil split being useful in some ways to to use the kind of quote-unquote ugly sound to very usefully hit a part of the mix that you haven't hit and differentiate guitar sound although this kind of tramples on that another way that i think is overall better tonally when you're playing it on its own to still hit some of these points are some of the things that luthiers have done and guitar builders and companies have done to you know, fix, if you like, the problem of inadequate coil split tones. And I've talked about, I've actually got a whole episode talking about this of this podcast, um, which I'll link back to in the description of this one in case you haven't heard it. But I did a whole episode looking at um, different things that builders are doing to as alternative to just a standard coil split. Obviously, you're not going to see a bunch of those in a bunch of other guitars because the knowledge about them isn't necessarily there. So the big brands would have to, you know, do a lot of work explaining why this is more important and it's more expensive so they'd have to do that because there would be an upcharge for it and we go, ah, it's basically just a coil split, who cares? And they'd have to really sell it. But smaller builders have a bit more room to experiment in this way. I've done a lot of these things. And, you know, some so have some of the bigger brands, to be fair. Um, there's some really cool alternatives that are more costly um, and that are more kind of work intensive and require a bit more kind of getting used to and stuff than just a simple coil split, which actually do provide a much more satisfying sound um to get a, a, a genuine more genuine humbucker and single coil sound uh one of those talked about is the seymour duncan stag mag pickup which is a humbucker with um the kind of you know when you just look at the pole pieces you can tell the pole pieces on it are you know uh kind of staggered which is where stag mag comes from um, basically to to look like uh more of a proper sing quote-unquote proper single coil pickup like you'd be used to seeing on your strap um 
And uh, it's not just for looks. The idea is it does the job tonally. And I found that when you split a stag mag, it definitely sounds way better than splitting basically any other pickup. The thing is, you've got to also like that for your humbucker tone, for sure. But one of the things that I found most cool, use of the stag mag is JHG guitars, putting a stag mag in the neck, putting another humbucker in the bridge and using a blend circuit so that um, you can basically split to the um inner coil of the stag mag and you get like this really telly sound in the middle position basically um really nice full proper single coil sound on there and that's your one just single coil sound but then when you're in other positions with a five-way switch you use a blend knob to you blend that coil that single coil in with the other pickups i mean if you're talking about good for studio layering and getting a palette of tones on offer that's phenomenal um i absolutely love that i talked about a bunch about that in this other podcast episode and that solves the problem really well in terms of giving you a proper humbucker sound proper single coil sound and then also giving you this greater palette that, that you can't get with the coil split it's great um and I also talked in that episode about a bad bunch of other stuff. I'm not going to repeat myself. I'll link to it. But um, Dynamo Guitar Works also has a cool system in development for getting more genuine both humbucker and single coil sounds. Really cool stuff. Um, you know, Seymour can have a bunch of other a bunch of other kind of options for for pickup splitting and things like that, which are of course very cool. Um, so anyway, enough blabbing on about that. I just wanted to share that in case you ever wondered does anyone even like these uh, coil splits that much they're on there because of those reasons i went over at the start but does anyone really love them i kind of do but not necessarily just if you sit there and play them um it's about the context of why they're there and what you use them for and as a tool yeah i think it's great i really really think that they work that the coil splits work really well as a tool for a specific thing in layering guitars when you're in your in your home little studio and you don't have an array of guitars to go to um I think it's great. And if you, especially if you just got one guitar, um, like so many of us do, like with coil splits on, it's great. Anyway, that's enough blabbing about gear and nerdy, nerdy stuff. I wanted to share a great little record that is from years ago at this point, um, back in 2010, I believe this was. Um, it, this is this is a really cool little record great riffing really nice um cool instrumentation it's got a lot of saxophone in it with the guitar uh which i actually really love saxophone blending with guitar and the more ambient sections here it's great but great heavy uh, riffing on this as well um really nice stuff really nice guitar work and uh yeah i really enjoy it if you're into your rock music your heavier stuff you're gonna you're gonna love it i think um and you probably not heard it i wanted to kind of go often like i do to try and find something which i think most of you won't have heard before um and this is a record from the uk band these monsters and this is their record call me dragon so i've linked to that in the description of this podcast as i always do for the music suggestions so head to the description click on the link and go and check out um call me dragon by these monsters cool record nice nice riffs nice guitar tones uh really enjoy it uh, anyway, so link to that in the description. I'll link to that other podcast where I was blabbing about split coils or whatever as well. Um, I hope you're doing well. I hope you are listening to a bunch of music, playing a bunch of guitar. As always, take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. And I will catch you again tomorrow.